do it. Hi, my name is Andy Wynn. They call me the Trajan. It's Tony time, bitches. Real good. Amp Radio. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of Amp Radio, brought to you as ever by the Amp Radio Network. This week we are here to do, as always, hashtag smack my picks up. I mean, kind of a, a light weekend this weekend. We do have two cards this weekend, ladies and gentlemen. We do have a, a Bellator card, of course, and we do have an UFC card. Uh, we will not be touching much on uh, Bellator 217 this particular show because uh, there's not much going on there. It's uh, a lot of, who the fuck is that guy? Uh, so, ladies and gentlemen, we, uh, we're going we're gonna to focus mainly on the UFC card, of course. Um, UFC Fight Night 145, as I mentioned previously, I will not be doing the ESPN Plus thing. Uh, this is Blockowitz versus Santos. I think kind of uh, an exciting fight uh, for that division uh, if Santos is able to win. But we'll get into that a little bit later. UFC Fight Night 145 will be held February 23rd, 2019 at the O2 Arena in Prague, Czech Republic. And ladies and gentlemen, after the hiatus of last weekend because of Valentine's Day, St. Valentine's Day, I am again joined by the usual cast of characters. So let's go ahead, DJ Tony, and cue that music for the First Lady Amp Radio. Let's go ahead and bring her in. It's Pam from North Carolina. Hi, guys. I missed you last week. And guess what? My team lost last night, but I am still part of the Duke Nation. I, I, I'm so glad you brought it up because I was going to say, how about oh, that game last up. night? Mm. <laughs> I wanted to cry, but, you know. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. So it's always good when we can put our our, uh, our 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 feet on the throats of the Duke fans. It's always fun. I, oh, I do enjoy that. that. You know what? I still love Leitner. How about that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't love Leitner? Hey, uh, listen. I would seriously like fangirl if I saw him. I would seriously fangirl. Oh my god! You know, but anyway, but I'm cool. I would I'm love cool. to see that. I, you got to take a oh video of that for me. That'd be great. We'll get Sam oh, to I, take I would, that video. Seriously, for me. I would seriously fangirl over that like a big dork. Excuse right. me, bitch. Do you want quickly, Pam? Do you want to go ahead and tell us about your Valentine's gift? Because I thought it was pretty impressive. Oh, which one? My my knife. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Years ago, um, you know, Paul's a paratrooper, ex-paratrooper, and he was a jump master. And he had this knife that he used to carry with him on jump in case that, you know, something happens and your cords get tangled up, you you cut them away. So he gave me this knife, and I had had it for, man, like 20 years, you know, and it was sentimental because, you know, it went to the, the Gulf War and everything. And so it was a sentimental thing for me. Well, a few years ago, actually, yeah, about six or seven years, yeah, a few years ago, uh, somebody broke into my truck. They, they, we were li- living in these apartments at a time, and there was a rash of, of break-ins one night, and my truck was one of them. And they stole my Jumpmaster knife. That's what it was called. They stole my Jumpmaster knife and a pair of black underwear from my glove compartment. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. They, they were clean underwear, though. Um, and uh, so, you know, that I, I love that knife just because, uh, I guess it was sentimental. So for Valentine's Day, actually it was for our anniversary, Paul got me this big honking knife that has brass knuckles on it. I love it. But part two to the for the Valentine's Day gift, because our anniversary and Valentine's Day are two separate occasions. They are not combined. I am getting, it's a delayed gift because it's, on the way, but I am getting a baby desert Eagle three, nine millimeter short barrel pistol. Oh, very nice. Okay. I know, right? (laughs) All right. All right. So I forgot to mention at the top of the show, my name is Proteus. I will be with you all day. And of course, again, as I mentioned, I'll be joined by the usual cast of characters coming at us live and direct from the mean streets of Danville, California. It's the original B-Boy himself. Let's go ahead and bring in the original gangster as well from last week. It's Tony time. It's Tony time. 
only time, bitches. Proteus, I'm glad to hear that we're not talking about Bellator this week as a Bellator fan, because Bellator doesn't want to talk about Bellator this week. But I will say this, regarding Pam's story of the knife, did she just say Jump Master, as in Run DNC and Jump Master J? I guess not. It takes a special person to understand your comedy, DJ Tony. I'm glad that's why we've been together for almost three years, brother. (laughs) Great show last week. We knocked it out of the park. Um, I thought uh, you had a poor week, though, unfortunately, with your picks, but we'll get into that a little bit later as well. Uh, As I mentioned, I was ready last week, guys. Uh, You know, when I went on the phone and I asked these guys to be on, on 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 the show, they said, Excuse me, bitch. Anyways, let's go ahead and bring him in. The star Excuse of the show. Excuse me, bitch. Thank you, DJ Tony. I know I, I I slipped that one in on you there. I apologize. Bring in the star of the show himself. Deep from the heart of Texas. It's Marco from Waco, brother. But Tony, you are a leg. You are the epitome of a leg. That's <laughs> paratrooper <laughs> humor. But, uh, hey, Pam, check this out. When you get a brass tackle knife as an anniversary gift and a freaking uh, Desert Eagle gun for your Valentine's Day gift, you might be a redneck. <laughs> <laughs> a brown neck. That is, I am a brown neck. <laughs> okay. I'm glad to be back guys, you know, after the small Valentine's Day hiatus. It wasn't a massacre, it was actually a nice dinner. So let's talk some MMA and uh and other stuff. Absolutely. All right, JJ Tony, go ahead and cue that music. Let's go ahead and get into it. It's a light heavyweight division we go. Oh, Tony, right on it. I love it. Number four. Jan Blokowicz, native of Poland, 22-7-0 against your boy, Marco. Tiago de Lima Marta Santos, fighting out of Brazil, 19-6-0, and I'm sure I nailed that one. Don't worry about it. Marco, since we always start with you in the main events, let's go to you. Just right before that, Marco, let's get the odds on this one, right? But why don't we go ahead and get the odds? Usually go to bestfightodds.com. So I'm going to do that right now because apparently I was unprepared. There we go. Apparently. Thank you, Marco. Okay, so Jan Blachowicz is at a, the favorite at a minus one. T- oh, sorry. This one is a push right now. Both guys are at a, uh, a minus 110, so it could go either way. Marco. Do you agree with pick the odds that it is indeed that close? It is a pick, and yeah. I mean, both yeah. guys are actual fighters, you know. Blackovich is a, kind of sort of played a home game in Europe. You know, Thiago Santos has been a murderer, you know, since, since he moved out from middleweight to, like, heavyweight. And um, I like this fight. You know, this is a fight that's mm-hmm. going to tell us a lot about Blackovich, especially. Uh, dude, uh, I've been... Going back and forth with this fight. Uh, like one second, I'm with Thiago Santos and the knockout power, next thing I'm with Blakovich and the experience and the grinding. Uh, I, I'm going to take the home guy because he's the guy that stayed local. He didn't have to travel all the way from freaking Brazil to freaking Prague for this fight. You know, the, the time change and the traveling might, might affect Thiago Santos a little bit. Plus, he's not, the, he's not going to be the local guy. He, he, he cannot get Blakovich early, he's going to fade. I'm going to pay uh, Blakovich. This is a main event, so it's a fire rounder. So I'm going to make him go the distance with a 48-47 decision, so give me Blakovich, man. Okay. Marco is taking uh, Johnny from the block. Oh, that was, come on, Tony. That's got to get a little bit of a doom boom. Uh, a decision. Oh, wow. 
I'm so disappointed. Man. Jenny from the block? <laughs> Come on, his name's Jan. Uh, Come on. I, I got, I, I got, okay. I got it. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, so let's go, uh, let's go to the other uh, Valentine celebrator from last week, and go ahead and go to Pammy here in the uh, the main event of uh, <laughs> USC Fight Night: uh, Blockowitz versus Santos. You know, like Marco okay. says, you know. Santos has been looking good lately, and this is a home game for Jan. What do you got here? Yanni from the block. All righty. You know what? These guys are, are, are matched very well, both of them 35, both of them 6'2". Uh, Jan has a two-inch reach over Santos. Um, he's on a four-win streak, uh, wins over Krylov, uh, Jimmy Manawa, uh, Cannoneer, and Clark. And um, very close. Fights, uh, but you know what, Diago Santos, this guy's—he's uh, he, like indestructible. He's a beast. He's a scary, scary vato. You know, this is a scary dude. Um, I am going with Diago Santos only because mm-hmm. he had a second-round knockout over um, Manoa over Jan's uh, decision. And that, that's what kind of swayed me a little bit because Diego Santos, he's got that crazy knockout power. This dude has 14 knockouts. Um, I am going, I know it's a five-rounder, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a – hang on, let me I, – I had, I had it and I changed my mind. Um, okay. You're allowed to change your mind. Hang on, hang uh, on. You know what? I'm going to go KO. I'm going to TKO, a third-round TKO. All right. For Santos. Right, right on. Um, were you re- were you referring to the, uh, the Jimmy Manoa fight versus Jan Blockowitz, the, the the decision in that one, or were you or you were you talking about the uh, Nikita oh, Krylov yeah, the, fight? Yeah, yeah, both of because both both of them fought Jimmy and um, okay. Jan I went see. decision so and Thiago went um, yep. KO. Yeah, I just wanted I mean. to clarify because I wasn't clear on what you were trying to say there, so I just wanted to clarify for everybody. Okay, okay I got yeah, you. and that's that's kind of what swayed me really was. Uh, okay, right. I got you. I got you. MMA mass, I love it. No one, everyone, everyone right. does it from time to time. Pam, everyone's guilty. All right, DJ Tony, let's go ahead and throw it to you on this one because you were pretty down on this card this weekend. You're like, do we even need to do this card? Come on now, what's going on? But I thought these guys. They're bangers, you know. They're hitters, bro. What do you got? You got both the Yanni for the block, or you got Santos with the hammer. One plus one equals eleven. MMA man. <laughs> Excuse me, bitch. Oh, perfect. Proteus, I will say this. I was down on this card. There's yeah. no doubt about it. But you know what got me up on this card? You know what got me up? Knowing <laughs> nothing. Okay. We'll get to that. <laughs> Hang on. We'll get to that. Knowing that. Veronica Macedo is on this card, but I, I'll, I'll give you this. Listen, I was swayed one way. Listen, I had – you know what? I don't even call him Jan because this is a yawner. I'm, I'm not going to call him Jan because I called Jan Blakovitz. That's how you pronounce it. I said, Jan Blakovitz, do you have anything to say about Tiago Santos? And he said, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Oh, my God. Hush up. Oh, my God. I'm hanging up. I will say say this, though, guys. Listen, I really was swayed one way. I was going with Jan Blokovic the entire time. But you know what? Every single time, and the records, as Pam would say, shout out to Goldie, are virtually identical. I will say this, though. Every single time I go against Maheta, my head thought basically lowers the hammer. I got nothing on that one, really? No, I got you. All right, all right. All right. My head thought lowers the hammer. Thank you. And, and, and he KOs somebody. John Blokovic is a very talented fighter, guys, but I can't go against Santos. This guy is a phenomenal athlete and hits like a Mack truck. They're both 6'2". Santos being a little older than Blakovich, but I'm going with uh, Jan Blakovich simply because, rather, I'm going with Santos because I can't oh, go against Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. You know, we've been doing this show for almost three years, Tony. Still riding the fence. I can't believe it. Uh, it's even I worse. 
Method and round, hey. dude. Method and round. Yeah, method and round. That's exactly what I was going to You know say. what? Marco's right. How about this? <laughs> I'm going to drive you guys crazy. Only because, listen, if Francis Ngannou can do it, Maheta right. can do it. I'm going first round. TKO, Tiago okay. Santos. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. All right. I see what you're, I see what you're saying there, Tony. I see what you're saying. Um, okay. I think out of the, all three of you, Marco has sp- spoken the most uh, sense here. Um, this is a home game for Yanni from the block, and that's going to factor into this. But like you guys said, you know, Santos Maheta is definitely surging, and he has looked – pretty good in his last couple of fights. If I do want to say so myself, you know, I'm playing it down a bit, guys. You know, fight of the night, two fights ago, performance of the night in his last fight against Timmy Manawa as... Thank you very much, Tony. As uh, Pam had mentioned, this is a big step up. I mean, Jimmy Manawa is kind of a one-dimensional fighter. You know, Blockowitz, not so much. I mean, he in his last fight, he was able to... Uh, to get uh, a, a good submission win. Sorry, we're we're talking about the uh, we're talking about the um, yes, the last fight that he was in. My apologies, I was looking at something else in the future and got lost. Matt, stay focused. Tony, sending you naked pictures again. No, unfortunately, TJ, that was just T- my brain. TJ, who's your mama? Sometimes my brain is stupid, Pamela. I do apologize. Big step up, I think. I think Jan Blockowitz is a, is a more well-rounded fighter than Jimmy Manoa ever will be uh, at this particular point in their his career. He's he can get it done on the ground, and as Marco said, if 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 Santos is not able to get this done early, I think Jan works him. I know five-round fight. I don't think it's going to go to a, dis, a, a decision, though, Marco. I don't think that Santos will have enough gas to go that long if um, we see a, a long drawn out affair because of carrying around all that muscle. I'm going to also agree with Marco. I'm going to take Yanni from the block. Um, I'm going to take him um, in the third round and I'm going to take him by TKO. All right. That's that. And, I, and I'm, I'm not trying all to, right. I'm not trying to, like I said, I'm not trying to belittle Santos because I think that his tattoo on his chest is fantastic. Nothing? <laughs> Goodness gracious, Tony. I'm not getting anything tonight. All right. Let's go ahead and cue that music, DJ Tony. To the heavyweight division we go. <sighs> Stefan, I used to be ranked the skyscraper shrewd, fighting out of the Netherlands. 32-11-0 against Marcos Rogerio de Lima. We call him... Pizzeo. Yes? No? Tony? You'll tell me later. 16, 6, and 1. DJ Tony, um, I don't know what you're thinking in this fight, but we're going to go to throw to Pam next, okay? We'll go to you after oh. Pammy. Pammy, to the co- okay. to the co-main event we go. You know, Stefan's room has been up and down. What do you got going on here in this particular fight, the co-main event? Okay. First of all, you have uh, Stefan Stree of the Skyscraper. You know what? You know, he's only 31 years old. He seems yeah, I did so know much that. older in MMA. But this guy, Indeed. I mean, truthfully, his uh, record, uh, to be, not to be mean, but he sucks. He has lost six <laughs> of his last ten. He is he has lost last three. One, two, three. Tabura Arlovsky, Volkov, and then he lost to Rolschultz, and he lost to Overeem, and you know, and Roy Nelson, and you know, Roy Nelson shaved his beard off. But anyway, so um, this guy, he's a, a BJJ brown belt and, and kickboxer. Um, eight KOs. Now, now this is key right here. Seventeen submissions, two decisions, one other. Losses are seven KOs, one sub, three decisions. His last win was in uh, October of 2016 by submission. Okay, now you have Marcos Rogerio de Lima. This dude's nice 33.62. Struve has an 84-and-a-half-inch reach versus DeLima's 75. Now, DeLima looks like some, like, scary, scary dude, but let me give you a little bit of info on him. This dude has 11 KOs, three subs, two decisions. Uh, three of his losses have come from submissions. This guy has had issues, first of all, with making weight 
and with banned substances, although he has won seven of his last ten. Keep in mind, when mm-hmm. he was doing the, the tough circuit, all his losses, um, if I'm not mistaken, were immediate submissions. So, you know, going that, I, I'm going with Struve. I'm calling a second-round submission on that one. All righty. Struve by second-round submission from Pammy. DJ Tony, let's throw to you next. As I said, uh, Struve versus TJ, who's your mama on this one, really? Uh, what do you got? You know what, Proteus? I don't know why we continue to talk about banned substances, Pam. USADA's there. USADA has our <laughs> us covered, guys. What are we talking about? Nothing? Okay. All right. You know what? I'll give myself that one. Hang on. Non on it supplement. USADA has our covered, guys. Come on. Only when it's John, John Jones, Jones is clean. Or- yeah. Pam and I are on the same boat on this one. Listen. <laughs> I, I've 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 had it with Stefan Struve. Listen, I, I only because the poor guy. I don't know if it's bad luck. I don't know if it's bad coaching. I don't know what it is, guys. But clearly, MMA is not meant for him. He should have been the center for the New York Knickerbockers. Really, I got nothing, nothing. on that one. Nothing. 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 Marco's right about the travel. Mar- Pam's right about Marco's Horario de Lima not being made, not able to make weight. Heck. He kind of makes us look good sometimes, but big boy. even though the travel and everything else, guys, I can't get away with the fact that Stefan Struve, guys, he's on a three-fight losing streak. Decision losses to Andre Arvlowski, got it. Andre should have probably finished him. Marcin Tabura, he's you know, you know Marco will tell you he's a real thing. Marco has been on that train, but I just. I just can't get on this. I know that you guys are thinking, wait, isn't Bigfoot Silva effectively Marcos de Lima? Probably, right? I mean, effectively the same person, um, minus the big feet and minus uh, the whatever that poor disease is. Yeah, but I'm I'm going going with Pesado. That means heavy. So I'm going with – I'm going with Marcos Rogerio de Lima simply because his name is Marcos. Even though Marcos oh Marco goodness. without the S, I'm going with Marco. Shout out to our boy, Marco. All right. Round and, method and round again, please. Oh, you know what? You're right. Man, Marco, I'm off. I'm going with, uh, you know what? Let's go with a boring-ass decision. All right. I can see and that. One of those bathroom Bathroom break, break uh, fights that uh, Pam likes to talk about. Bathroom break, going with Marco's sandwich. Go and get a sandwich, right? Okay, so I think you guys are right. I mean, Stefan Struve has not looked good. I mean, he, he does seems to be the only tall guy that doesn't know how to use his range in MMA. I, I, when he's a kick fighter, kickboxer, he, he seems to know how to do that. It, it, like you guys said, Maybe it's he's just too much of a kickboxer, and he just hasn't been able to figure out the MMA game. I'm not too sure. Everybody's puzzled of the Stefan Struve story. You know, what's up with Stefan, Stefan Struve? Why can't he understand how to use his, his height and his reach and his length advantage? No one knows. Um, he's coming up, a bit, up against a big guy and a, a heavy hitter, and hopefully he'll be able to keep this guy at, at, at length. Um, like Pam says, if it does end up going to the ground, Stefan is, you know, able to work on the ground uh, effectively. I don't know, guys. I think this is one of those those fights we got to see where Stefan Struve is at. Ever since he's had that heart problem, Marco, his confidence has been not there. Uh, he's He's always still good to go out there and take a beating in the heavyweight division or get knocked out, let's be honest. Um, and this could 100% be that way again. I mean, if you if you get a big guy in front of you, you know, heavyweight guy that's you know 265 plus pounds, and he gets a, it gets a, a a hold of the button, you're going down for sure. And Stefan Struve loves to show us how to do that. Um, but I, I I guess I have to go with Pam on this one as well, and just go with the guy that we know a little bit about. You know, we, we know that uh, Struve can at least contend at a high high level and I, and I have to go with Struve on this one 
Um, I think I'm going to agree with you, Tony, though. Again, I think it's going to be one of those boring fights, and it's going to be a decision. Uh, Marco, why don't you be the voice of reason in this particular fight, the co-main event, of course, of UFC Fight Night Blockowitz versus Santos. What you got going on here, brother? Everybody listen to the voice of reason. I already spoke. So, look, we can talk about Stephanie Stu and uh, his, his uh, shortcomings, you know, a guy that is uh, at least at a 6'11", but it's really a 7-footer, you know. I don't want to talk about same. his shortcomings, Marco. I don't want to talk he, about he, his he, shortcomings. It's a joke. No. Sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I don't know. I'd rather get the same reach that John Jones, 84 and a half inches, you know. Uh I got that by all internal purposes, you know, being a, a muta and a kickboxer should have an understanding of, you know, distance and, and jabs and all the stuff. For me, Stephen Stu was better when he weighed 245, 250 pounds. After his yeah. start condition, he will cap, and I see his note of 285 pounds, he has to go way to make 265. I mean, I understand he got the frame, but I see that it slowed him down a little, you know? He used to be more dynamic of his back when uh, with his jiu-jitsu. He wouldn't see that much anymore. That much anymore. Like I said, I see, I see all that extra weight stiffens him up. But he has only lost to like the very best, either at content, contenders or you know Indeed. former champions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And let's not forget, he holds a win over the former champ, Stephen Miocic. He knocked Stephen Miocic out. The guy is right good, up. man. And. Uh, if you're not a name, I don't see him losing to a guy that is not a name. Uh, he's young. He's 31. It's not like he's not out of his prime. You know, he maybe got a lot of miles on his body because he's been doing this forever, plus his multi fights. But I, I think yeah. that this is a, a, a set of fun to make him to get him back on, 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 the, on the horse, you know, to, to make him look good. Uh, the Lima, don't know too much about the guy. You know, I, I check out his uh, his record. Like, nothing there to be to, to be that it stands out, you know. Uh, I seen, like I said, this is set up fight to make Strun look good in Europe, you know. The Lima is traveling all the way from Brazil to San Diego Santos, and uh, Strun is on the command because he's a name. Uh, I feel it's a set up fight. They want to uh, put Strun back on the winning uh, winning track. Uh, if anything, we know that Strun got cardio. He, he got the cardio to go three hard rounds and a uh, Five rounds. He's never been on a championship fight, but he's been on main events, and he can go championship, uh, championship round distance. So I see the Lima is going to give you an honest first round, then he's going to gas out. The Stu is going to be able to get it to the ground and find the summation later on the second round. So I'm picking Stefan Stu with a second round summation. Okay. Second round submission, same as Pam. Wonderful. Got it, Marco. All right, so guys, I'm going to transition quickly before we get into any kind of news and notes or amp radio rewind into everyone's favorite segment, Spotlight Fight of the Night. Uh, And (laughs) DJ Tony, I'm going to throw directly to you because we'll go ahead and just get that out of the way right now. What you got, Spotlight Fight of the Night? Proteus, listen, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I really wasn't looking into this card and then – all this talk about being <laughs> stiffened up and all this. Then I looked at the card and talk about being stiffened up. Veronica Maceo's on. Okay, Luke. No? Okay. All right. All right. Let's go into the hottie on hottie crime here, you guys, because you look at this card and you say, this junk. Liz Carmouche, I guess. Lucy Putaloma, I guess. John, the magician, Dawson, because he disappears all the time and he sucks. Yep. But to the women's flyweight we go, guys. Veronica Macedo, she will fight. Jillian Robertson, looking forward to that one. How about this? Veronica Macedo finally gets a victory. TKO. Let's hope so. Leg kick, because he's a karate girl. TKO with her beautiful legs over the beautiful Jillian <laughs> Robertson. Which round, brother? Uh, second round. TKO right. if I'm still on. Uh, yeah, guesswork. I love it. <laughs> All right, guesswork. 
Um, I'm going to go with uh, the David Timor fight, my friends. Or, sorry, Daniel Timor. I don't know why I called him David. I'm getting a little excited there. Um, you know, we we just haven't seen – I don't think we've seen, you know, possibly coming off of two losses. I think I, – I don't know why. I, I want to root for the guy. I'm going to take him in this particular fight as my spotlight fight of the night. I'm going to take him by uh, TKO, second, just like Tony. Guesswork. All right, uh, Marco, spotlight fight of the night, please. We have Marco Washington. Yeah, okay. That's me. Is this thing on, Marco? Is this thing on? It's, it's, it's on. <laughs> so I'm going to pick up uh, the Jean Belante versus Alphabet Soup. I don't know who said this guy's name. <laughs> oh, that's what I have him down is Alphabet. <laughs> me too. That's hilarious. Jeez <laughs> Louise. Yeah, that dude. That guy. Speaking of, I'm thinking John Belante, man. John Belante is, uh, you know, <laughs> he can give you exciting fights if he comes to freaking Brown. He wants to always go for the knockout. And uh, uh, I'm going to pick John Belante because America and freaking, you know, he's going to get a knockout on the second round. There you go. Oh, man. All right. This is, this is, this has been a funny show for me. I've been appreciating all of the jokes. Tammy, spotlight fight of the night, please. Yep. You guys, I'm going with John Dodson and Peter Yan. Why? Because he disappears um, and he sucks. No, this is a good. Well, no, this is a good one. <laughs> now, John Dodson, man, he he used to be so much fun to watch. He's, he's such a cool little dude. But this dude, as of late, he's running hot and cold. Um, you look at his record: win, loss, win, loss, win, loss, win, loss. So, I mean, it's like red, green, red, green, red, green. It's like a pattern. It's like a quilt pattern: red, green, red, green, red, green. Um, man, you know, Peter Young, <sighs> I, I, I got to go with yep. Peter Young, after, especially after no his mercy. fight. Um, no mercy. I mean, his last yeah. fight on the 29th, it was crazy, crazy. Um, and he has a win over one of the OVs, so that's a plus. That's a bonus. Um, Peter Young oh, for me, I'm good. going with the, you know what? Not a. I think it's going to be a. You know what? Decision. Oh, Let me right. go with decision. All right. All right. Love what did y'all say? Gulos. <laughs> Why are we gulos? I'm not impressed by your performance. <laughs> All right. A bunch of gulos. On that, let's let's go ahead and uh, on. DJ Tony's drop. Let's go ahead and um, get on to the the news of the day. Um, your boy DJ oh. Tony, oh, I don't want to. Uh, GSP to decides to call it a, a career, and um, yeah. yeah, I'm sure you guys watched the press conference and everything. No. I have not had an opportunity to do any of that, so let's just go ahead and get, get to it, Marco. Um, GSP calls it a career. He he kind of said, alludes to the fact that he was interested in the Calabib fight, but uh, the UFC has other plans for Calabib at this time. So, uh, what did you think about uh, GSP's uh, decision to call it a day at uh, or a career at this particular point? Uh, you know, after being winning two belts, being the champ, champ, and 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 in, you know also being probably the greatest welterweight of all time. What are your thoughts? Well, I want to start by saying that uh, it's a joke that I did on uh, MMA tonight, but I'm going to say it again because I like it. <laughs> uh, if there is any sliver or two that aliens have been adopting GSP, I'm a little bit afraid because some fucking aliens are cloning the best fighter ever to create an army to conquer the war. Oh. I'm down with that. <laughs> uh, dude, uh, I'm a little bit of a a sad day if, uh, you know, I, I take GSP by his word, you know, like he had no reason to to, to, to tell, his, tell us otherwise. He, he's not coming to this decision lightly. I mean, he's thought about it. He's a very calculating guy. And uh, he he came to terms to this the end of his career. I, I believe him. I mean, I don't think he's going to be one of those that, you know, that two years from now we're going to see him come back again. You know, he, he is 37. What about four years from now, he, brother? What about four years from now? Does he come back four nah, years from now? He, the one key thing that he said on a 
on, on the interview today say, I do not, I do not know what I want in, in, in life, but I know what I do not want. I do not want to, to you know, retire too late. You know, like other fighters, because, right. you know, he's, he's living on top, you know, he's nothing else that he can accomplish. He's legally cemented on, on freaking concrete, stone, and titanium. There's no way that, that his legacy can be better than it is, you know. Uh, Two-belt two champion uh, beat everybody that was somebody back on the welterweight division when the welterweight division was the welterweight division. You know, not that right. it's bad now, but, you know, I mean, it's two, two different eras. But, uh, I mean, make all the money in the world, to sold out stadiums. What else can you, can, can you accomplish, you know? The, the guy was the guy. And, uh, He's living on top. Uh, good for him, you know. Uh, like I said, he he wasn't down on his uh, press conference today. He, he was in a, in a very upbeat mood. And uh, it's not like we're not going to see him. He's going to be around the sport. He just he won't be fighting anymore, and that's okay. When it comes to this Khabib fight, a lot of people are down. I mean, I would love to see it. Don't get me wrong. But I think oh, for yeah. the good of the sport, for the good of the sport, it's a good thing that it didn't happen. I mean, remember the Justin Michael Bisping fight? It took a year and a half of negotiations to make that fight happen. A year and a half, man. Are we going to go to the same same track with Habib? Uh, Habib, as as we know right now, he's not going to fight in November because he's doing a one year suspension, whether we like it or not. Because he's going to, yeah. you know, he's not fighting until his friends come by. So the earliest he can come back is October, and probably he's going to come back in November for Madison Square Garden. And, and if you do the GSP fight, you put that 155 division on hold again for another freaking year. It's not fair for uh, freaking uh, Tony Ferguson. It's not fair for Dustin Poirier. It's not fair to Alaya Quinta. It's not fair to even Conor McGregor. And I can't believe I'm saying that, but it's not fair to Conor McGregor either. You know? uh, so to, for the sake of the division, for the sake of this freaking, you know, to, to, to move this train along, let, let, let's talk about that round. I mean, I would love to see the fight. Don't get me wrong. But it, and this one I agree with the UFC. You know, I, they got other plans for Khabib, and I think it's to to move the division along. And uh, for GSP, man, there's nothing else to prove. Nothing. He, he did it all. The money, the fame, the accolades, the records. Uh, yeah, I mean, a sad day, but a, not a sad day in a bad way. It's more like a like a like a sad day on reminiscing of the good old good old days. Hey. So so good riddance, GSP. You know, we'll see you around. And uh, I'm super impressed with your performance. <laughs> oh, I like that one. I like that one. Okay, Pammy. I I don't look, mm-hmm. listen quickly. Quickly before you yep. go, Pam. I don't have much to add to what Marco said except when you got the the power and the 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 fame that GSP has. I think you can tell the UFC to f off when you want them to when you want to tell them to f off. And uh, you know he doesn't have anything to prove. So that's all I'm going to say. For that, Pam, you go. What you got to say mm-hmm. about GSP's retirement? Well, first of all, um, I oh, love GSP. He's always been one of my favorites. But who, you know, who does Khabib think he is that, hey, you know, hold up for me? You know what? Fuck you, Khabib. I mean, I like Khabib, but wow. no, you know, these guys are acting like, you know, he is King Midas, and by touching them, they're, they're going to get some of his greatness, you know. That's exactly Newsflash, what they're thinking. Nobody is gonna yeah, nobody is touching his greatness. I don't care who you are, nobody is touching his greatness. Um, I, I think the best thing he could do was retire and retire on top. To me, he has always been the epitome of class. I'm I'm like the biggest GSP fan. I, I love him. I don't see why there was even a reason or why they were even talking about Khabib or Connor or any of the these other jokers fighting with GSP because he's not even in their level. He's not even, oh, my gosh. Anyway, I like GSP. Mm-hmm. And, you know, right now what needs to be happening, and they need to be talking about uh, Khabib versus Ferguson, you know. Now, you know, stop, you know, whacking off to GSP and, and trying to get your greatness and get the Ferguson and Khabib fight going. The end. Okay, so just quickly, I, I think there was there's mm-hmm. only one reason, well, maybe two reasons why the UFC should be interested in the uh, mm-hmm. Habib versus GSP fight, and that's one because they are interested in ratings, and GSP is one of the biggest names they have. And I think Marco brought up a good point in saying that 
it would it's going to take a really long time for this fight. If if the GSP versus Khabib mm. fight would have gone down, it would take a really long time to negotiate that fight. And I think Marco's right. You know, since Khabib's not fighting for at least a year, uh, that may have mm-hmm. made it uh, may have made sense in a year. But you're right, Sam. Mm. That you know. These guys are trying to get rich off of GSP before he leaves the sport, and I mean, hey, that's what the sports turned into. So, um, yeah. But yeah, totally one more, one more, one more side note, one more side note on thing that you said, uh, Pam. I think uh, a mm-hmm. lot of uh, feminine, uh, a lot of ladies would be, um, would contradict what you said that no one's going to be touching his greatness because I'm sure a lot of those ladies did. Oh, oh yeah, I'm I do. Sure. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, you're on fire tonight. I'm sorry, DJ Tony. That was funny. What do you got to say? What do you got to say about uh, GSP? (laughs) Okay, I see that you don't got any. You only got any comment on GSP's retirement then, DJ Tony? No, I listen. You guys know that. I mean, it's going to sound wrong because I'm a GSP fan. So, um, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be as objective as possible. Listen, he's the greatest fighter I ever saw. And, and this is only because I've seen Spider Silva sort of fade into oblivion, and GSP hasn't done that, right? I mean, he's won 13 straight, mm-hmm. including, of course, putting out Michael's buddy, Michael Bisping, who I'm, who I'm a fan of too, put him to sleep, right, in the Ooh. third round to win that, that belt. But, listen, I, he's got nothing to prove. I hope he's true to what he says and he doesn't come back. Unfortunately, guys, I've, I've seen Michael big. Jordan come back, and if literally the greatest wow, basketball right. player ever, ever in this world, right, came back, then yeah. possibly the greatest fighter ever in MMA, who still has some years left, can come back. Yeah, but so GSP I hope he doesn't come. Wow, no, that's true. Wow. But but Michael Jordan owns your Hornets with his gambling problem, and GSP does not. Michael Jordan still makes over $40 million in residual alone through Nike. So, and GSP doesn't make that from, from yeah, Under Armour. And the stock just so, went down yesterday. Possibly, but he's still oh, making $40 million plus <laughs> and still owns your beloved Hornets. So, um, listen, I hope GSP never comes back. He's the greatest fighter I ever saw. Um, as of right now, and I just hope he stays that way. Yeah, I agree Amen. with you 100%, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 we've said it a million times on this show. I know I have that, uh, you know, he, he doesn't have anything to prove. He didn't have anything to prove against Michael Bisbing, and he went out there and smashed him. Like you said, uh, Michael's friend, Michael, uh, he smashed him. I'm going to give you a little bit of a side note. Just for anybody that thinks that your uh, son Pierre can you know, on retire and go and find Bellator or Riser or one. No, he can't. He still got fights. He can't. He still got fights with the UFC. So as soon as he retires, yeah. the contract freezes. So the UFC still retain his right, literally in perpetuity. So if he retires, really? he's probably retiring for. He, he's of probably retiring for good. Yeah. It's not. I don't. Really? Look, I'm just gonna say this real quickly. I don't think he's retiring. I think this is a play. I think this is a move. Uh, if he is if he is retiring, awesome. But I mean, if you like I said earlier, if you're GSP, you you have the right to tell the UFC to go after themselves, and he's probably doing that right now. And like you said, Marco, it took a long time for this uh, the, Mar- the Michael Bisbing fight to get settled. We talked about it already. I'm not going to rehash it. Let's go on because we're running swiftly running out of time on this show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and I would like to get to a little amp radio rewind. If we can, ladies and gentlemen, that's right. Marco? Thank you. All right, so ladies and gentlemen, we had three cards last weekend. We talked about it. We had a great show. But I want to focus on the curse that is Cain Velasquez on network television. Uh, Uh, I brought it up last weekend, and unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, it did come true. Uh, DJ Tony, you can attest that I did say this on the show last weekend or last week, last Thursday. Cain Velasquez loses really, really swiftly uh, to Francis Ngannou in the first round uh, due to either knee 
blowout or uppercut, whichever one you want to believe, that's up to you. Uppercut he definitely blowout. got uppercutted in he definitely got uppercutted in the face. But I wanted to say quickly that we should have seen this coming. One, because we knew about the ESP or the Fox Sports curse, DJ Tony. We also saw Kane Velasquez his knee gave out in the open workout. So, Tony, I'm going to throw yep. directly to you yeah. because you were on this show last week with me, and guess what? Everyone else can just wait. What do you got, DJ Tony, on the curse that is Cain Velasquez on network TV? You know what? I wish I could say it really is a curse, but, you know, it is. part of it he's is. two for two. And, and he's two for two. Yeah. No, no, no. And you're, it was, you're what, right. seven and years in the making? He's two for two. You're right. And, How many and, parts and have maybe seven years? I know. Sorry. I apologize. Boy, I'm, I'm never going to get to speak. Go ahead, Proteus. <laughs> I apologize. I'm fired up. I know. I, I'm fired up. I apologize. <laughs> All right. I, l- let me say this, though, guys. As someone the, with a very, very amateur, almost embarrassing background as a kick fighter, I will say this. Um, Kickboxer, kick forgive me. Um, See, I was so bad they kicked me out of fighting. I I will say this, though, guys. (laughs) Listen, it was a little bit of an uppercut, kind of more of a shovel um, hit, but I do think it was a combination of two things. First off, Kane's body isn't the same body as, as it was when he was younger. Clearly, the six years in between fights or whatever, it's, I mean, he's fought two times in six years, right? It, it tells you all you need to know. But uh, in, in all sincerity, I, I think it was a little bit of the punch, but his knee did buckle, and I just don't think he can do it any longer. So, But, you know, no one's giving credit to Francis Ngannou. He got the win. He did hit him. So um, I hope Kane retires and never comes back. I don't think that's going to happen. And Francis Ngannou maybe yeah. finally puts it together, guys, and becomes what we all thought he would be, a champ. Yeah, I mean, it could happen. And if you believe what Joe Rogan has to say, uh, because he's a UFC employee, and we're all of a sudden we're getting back behind the Francis Ngannou train, in my opinion, Pam, um, that okay. could happen. So, Pam, uh, you want to go ahead and yeah. weigh on, in on this fight? Because, I mean, it's two for two. Let's be honest, okay? We have the Fox Sports uh, first fight ends yep. quickly, and of course, let's remember that was only one fight. We didn't have a, a whole fight card to go on on that one. It was just Kane Velasquez, and then again, we relied for the ES the, the real first main event on ESPN. We relied on Kane Velasquez again, and again, the same thing happened. Pam, what are your thoughts? Thank you, DJ yep. Tony. Well, you're on the Oh. The funny thing was, I was at that fight in 2016, July of 2016. That was the last time I saw him fight in, in Vegas. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think it's, just, it's just two years is a long, actually two plus years. What did they say, a thousand days, a thousand days, or something like that. But he was gone, but that's a long, that, that's a long time to be, be gone. And you have to factor in ring rust. Is it real? Uh, evidently, on some people, it is, and I just think, I, I just think he's done. I mean, that that injury, whatever. Because I did see in the open workouts where he slipped and it, or his knee buckled, yeah. and then they were trying to say, "Oh no, no, no! It was a slip! It was a slip!" Okay, if it was a slip, no. then why didn't he continue? Because he wanted to stop right away. So I think he went in already with, with a little bit of an injury, and I think he was running on just adrenaline, but. I think that that's it. He, he's done, and because we can't wait another two years for him, you know. No, I know. But exactly what, I what mean, you're saying. it was exciting to see him back, but then at the same time, it was like excitement and letdown at the same time. I, you know, maybe he just needs to coach. Yeah, I mean, we we've we have talked about. We have talked about Cain Velasquez and 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 his 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 extensive career, not only in wrestling but of course being an, an excellent UFC champ, Marco. Um, and and there's there's no doubt about it that he is he was great. He was great. And like Pam said, we were excited to have him come back. 
But I think we all had kind of uh, 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 this reserved judgment of whether or not we were going to see the same Cain Velasquez because we have not seen him in a while. And like like DJ Tony says, you know, I, th- I think we just we just need to say to to Cain Velasquez, just please, man, just give it up and and like. I know maybe you you're used to a a particular way of living but you got to you got to stop fighting man because your body just can't take it anymore. What do you think Marco? Well, I'm not too quick to jump the gun just yet. You know, I was October 2013 in Houston, Texas, present live when he put the second beat down on Junior Dos Santos. It was Yeah, yeah, yeah. It started to be whole. That's when came the last case was a destroyer of war. But, uh, you know, the, after that, the only other fight that he looked like that was against Travis Brown. Uh, two and a half years was a long time, so I wasn't too comfortable with him fighting Francis Ngannou after two and a half years layoff. I, I, it was a little bit too much for him. And I think what happened to him in the same shit that happened to Mirko Kroko when Gonzaga kicked him. His leg just gave up under him because when you get knocked down, knocked out, your body just gives up, and everything else just, just you know, just buckles. I, I think he was, you know, holding all his weight on that leg. He gets the flash knockout with the uppercut. Next thing you know, then he just buckles under him under all that freaking 250-pound frame. Uh, it's not a, a bad injury. It's, it's like a mild knee sprain, so he'll be back soon, and I think he's going to fight again. I need to see a real extended fight to, to put Cain Velasquez to bed. This was bad luck. Like what happened to TJ Dillashaw Henry Zaguro, you know? Nobody thinks that TJ Dillashaw had to hang it up because he got knocked down in like less than a minute. Uh, I I know the history of Ken Velasquez. He came out and had a, a long history of injuries, and we all have heard about it. But when Ken Velasquez is on, he's one of the best heavyweights in the planet. Francis Gano, a lot of people are making a big deal about this win and the win against Cortez Blade. But combined, it has only been less than a minute, 45 seconds with a freaking Cortez Blaze and 26 seconds with freaking Kane. Is he really bad? I mean, Stipe Miocic was able to hold the barrage of Engano in the first round, and after that, he mopped the floor with him. With Derek Lewis, he just looked at him in the face for like three rounds. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dismiss that one. Uh, I'm going to hold on on the Francis Engano train. The guy can hit like a mat truck. And if he taught you, you're going down. But if you're able to freaking, uh, you know, weather the stone, like they say, in this case, weather the top, uh, this guy's beatable. I mean, we saw Stephen do it and do it, you know, blueprint to be this guy. He beat two wrestler boxers. Yeah, that is, that's great. But the amount of time that he gave me does not tell me that he actually has showed up the deficiencies of, you know, the takedowns. A guy like Daniel Cormier, which is chain wrestling, will send Francis Engano airborne like he did Josh Barnett. So, so if, if we're talking Francis Engano versus DC, uh, I, I don't like my chances with Sit DC, down, man, man, just because of the grand style. There you go. So that's what I have to say about that. No, I I think you you make good points. I think it was honestly there was there was a big uh, you know controversy on the internet which I didn't agree with. I mean, yes, his knee gave out, but yes, Francis definitely hit him with a shot, an uppercut. And that's all that guy needs. You know, I mean, we, we, they talked about it on the Joe Rogan um, fight companion. And, and you know what, when, you know what I thought is that your boy, uh, Brandon Schaub, DJ Tony actually called it right as it happened. And he said, that's his knee. And then he didn't – I don't know why he didn't go back to it. Maybe he was too high or too drunk because they definitely were high and drunk on that. But he called it right away to the, that Kane's knee buckled, that it went out. But when you when you get to the replay of that uppercut, yes, it's just from like here to here, here to here. He, he who, who, Yeah, that's all that guy needs. He's been shoveling sand his whole life. I mean, that guy's power from, from – there to there is probably best better than anybody on the planet right now that's fighting uh, in MMA because of what he had to do in his past. Um, I know so this is Cameroon sand, man. Exactly. The heaviest, dankest sand in the world, right? Like, he's, 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 like, he's like the more than big corner, dude. 
shoveling <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now we're just doing the Joe Rogan podcast. Let's stop. All right, well, guys. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Let's hey, go ahead and get out of here for this week because before we get I out mean, of here, before we get out of here, sure. we're out of here, we have to mention the daily MVP fight sucked and the freaking kick on the nuts of Mithion on the Russian guy. It wasn't a good freaking look for freaking Bellator this weekend, man. I mean, they got some good fights. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. You know, and glad glad Mirko Kroko won, won again. The guy. That TRT is doing him good, man. But uh, when it comes to the main events, Bellator have throw a couple of thoughts too. Let's just mention that. All right, so let's go to either Pammy. Let's go to either Twitter follow of the week, or if you've got a guilty pleasure, what do you got going on this week, Pammy? Well, I, I just got to tell you something like really quick. My guilty pleasure was Vincent Luque and Brian Barbarina. Oh my god. Let's talk about oh my this God. for a quick second, man. Let's talk oh about this for a quick God. second. So were you really oh entertained? God. You thought that was great? Oh, my oh, God. Awesome. Yes. Oh, awesome. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. and just can I say one last thing? Ken and Burrell, oh, my God, please retire. You're going to break my heart. Please, please retire. Please. Absolutely, and I agree 100%. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Algerman and Cody need to happen. ASAP. Boom. Okay, that was my little rant. <laughs> <laughs> Pam is out. DJ told me, uh, let's go ahead and throw to you uh, on this particular uh, end of the show. Do you have a uh, Twitter follow of the week? Uh, or do you have a guilty pleasure for this week? What you got? I have both, Proteus. So, of listen, you I, and I'm not joking. I really don't watch a lot of reality shows that have to do with celebrities. No, no, honestly, because I don't care. It becomes literally just all drama, etc. However, and tell me if you guys if you guys have heard of her before, because I've never heard of her. But if you guys see someone by the name of Lolo Jones, do you guys know who she is? No. Good. Look her up. So Lolo Jones, she was an Olympic runner of some kind. Good Lord. Lolo Jones, L-O-L-O Jones. And my guilty pleasure, unfortunately, guys, I'm admitting this, and I don't know why I started watching this crap, because my wife was watching it. Celebrity Big Brother, which is how I heard of Lolo Jones. Don't know why I watched that, but I'm glad I did. Wonderful. Thank you very much, DJ Tony. And I knew you wouldn't disappoint. I just knew it. All right, so let's get into this. Proteus' shower pick for this week. Okay. Now, I'm just going to preface this with I don't know how to spell or I don't know how to pronounce the, this band at all. Uh, I, was, I was going down a deep dive of some heavy music, and uh, they came up on the list. So I'm going to I'm going to do my best. The band is N Oblivioscaris, and the song is TJ. Who's your mama? Exactly, and the song is uh, Eerie. It's a great song. I envision you guys setting this as, as your alarm song, and then it because it starts off, it's like four, four and a half minutes of like really nice, slow, easy music, and then it's like really, really hard double drums, screamo music for the the other uh, nine minutes of the song. And you know, DJ Tony, you know I love an epic long song. So um, this one is 11 minutes and 51 seconds. Go check it out. And just so you guys know, I have been adding out honorable mentions to um, Proteus's shower pick. So go ahead and check that out on my on my YouTube music. It is public. Marco, why don't you go ahead and get us out of here for this week with your guilty pleasure, your Twitter follow of the week, and then close this show down for us. Come on now. So my guilty pleasure this week has been this uh, documentary called Helia. It's on YouTube, it's a five-series uh, documentary. Uh, if you're into, you know, cookie, cookie paranormal stuff, you will love this show. You know, ghost adventures and all these other dumbasses, you know, they can take a backseat because this uh, documentary is actually really good. Uh, uh, you won't have anything like, 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 boo, rah, like, it's really spooky though. And, uh, 
you do have a good time just watching it. The entertainment is very well done. I see it's on YouTube, so you don't have to go and, and, and you know, like search it too bad. It's just hellier. Put on the search bar, you'll see the five episodes there. Spooky is scary, but very good. Can I do my thing? Thank you, brother. Follow Tony, I am DJ Tony. Follow Prudence and I'm Prudence. Follow Parapandera Brown. Follow me and Maldo Marco. Follow the show at another MMA cast. Raven Rodilla, Snack of Head, Red on iTunes, Google Play, Black Talk Radio. Give us a five stars, give us a review. We did go numbers last week, I called them Tony and Flores. I mean, you can because they don't do fake news in the channel. Uh, we got two fights this weekend. If you want to watch it, great. If not, you know, we still got the pay-per-view next week. But, you know, it's ESPN Plus, guys. Come on. Support MMA. We better leave you guys because you got this week enjoy the fight. And just like that, Pammy, we're out. Hey, I'm not surprised, motherfuckers. <laughs>